Welcome, everyone, to another episode of Finding Common Battlegrounds. Uh, this is your somewhat irregular podcast. Uh, Tom and I have been busy, um, where we discuss typically political issues, but not exclusively political issues from two different perspectives, a kind of left-leaning, right-leaning perspective. Uh, and, in, two... and in only a lot of Florida news, Florida <laughs> local news. And, uh, strangely, unfortunately, it's just stuff that I read, so I do no apologize tonight. for that. Uh, no exception tonight. There will be more Florida-related stuff going on. Um, so we have the two of us. Uh, I'm Ryan Cragen. I'm on the left. I'm the progressive. Tom, you want to introduce yourself? I am the conservative. Yeah, we're yeah. we're very conservative. The H word in my house is hate. I'm not supposed <laughs> to say the H word. That's that's how conservative we are. They don't even you don't know homeschool though. You don't homeschool. I mean, that would no. be really conservative. Yeah, that would be that would be the yeah. We're not there. <laughs> we're not there. Uh, anyway, before we jump into our two... my wife doesn't wear oh. jeans underneath her 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 dress, her prairie dress her with prairie the dress, yeah. whole hairdo. Uh, we do have two topics tonight. We'll see if we hit a couple of others. Uh, quick shout out to our sponsor, Lux Bidets. Um They've been great sponsors of the show. And of course, everybody should get a bidet. Tom, yeah? Yes. Yes. Yeah. No question. Um, if you're not using a bidet, you are not a civilized human being. Sorry. It is the future. It is the way. Like, I, I wonder if you ask ChatGPT, right? Like, what is the most civilized way to use mm -hmm. a toilet? If it would be like, get a bidet, right? Well, like, I like not even civilized. What's the most clinically best way to... Use yeah, we should toilet, totally do that. Right? And, yeah, uh, we should do that. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe I'll have it like Dolly generate a picture of the, the oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> most clinically, like, yeah, <laughs> like scientifically, what's the best way to clean yourself after using the toilet? And I'll just have Dolly. We're going to do that for the next episode for sure. Oh, that sounds uh, great. <laughs> anyway, uh, so our first topic tonight, it is tied to Florida because that's where it came up, but it's not exclusively in Florida. There are a number of other states that have actually been doing something similar. Um, this is just me paying attention to the local news, but a news story came through that there are two Florida bills that have been introduced in our House and Senate uh, that would roll back some child labor laws. So the topic is really child labor laws and, and child labor generally. Um, just to give a quick, very quick summary of what these would do, both of them target 16 and 17 year olds. So they're not talking about like four year olds or five year olds. These are 16 and 17 year olds. And the first one would roll back protections for when and how many hours um, 16 and 17 year olds can work. So they're kind of getting rid of caps. So right now um, these kids are, are capped. They can't work more than a certain number of hours. They can't work a certain number of hours on school nights. They can't work too late at night. So there are all of these restrictions that are currently in place and they're trying to roll those back and basically say, now 16 and 17 year olds can work more than 30 hours a week. They can work uh, past 11 PM on a school night. So there are a number of kind of regulations that they're trying to roll back. The second one, which is coming from the Senate, would make it so they can work in what are classified as as kind of riskier, more dangerous jobs. And the particular one here is actually roofing. So roofing mm. in the state of Florida is considered a pretty risky job. There are people who die every year falling off yeah, roofs. For sure. And this one wants to make it so 16 and 17 year olds, once they get a, like a safety training, uh, I don't know if you've ever had to do a safety training, um, but a safety training, then they can choose to work in construction, in particular in roofing. Um, so again, right now they're not allowed to do that. So that's what the two bills are proposing. And like I said, these are not unique to Florida. I just happened to catch it because it's happening in Florida right now. But there are 16 other states that have already done something along these lines. So they're rolling back these, these laws. So that's the quick background. Um, and when I caught it, I just thought, you know, Let's bring it up on the podcast and see what we think and where we fall on this. So I'm going to punt it over to you, Tom. Um, what's your take on this? Well, I'm going to guess that these this uh, across you know this movement that's happening across these states is in reaction to some of the labor shortages that we experienced the last couple of years, where people couldn't get anyone to do to do stuff. And I did read some articles that 
were sort of saying, hey, we can't find workers, so we're going to find more children to, to work, right? And it was sort of a derogatory statement. And this is probably part of that, right? And it's, yeah. it's, um, so I get it. Um, now, so here's my take. And I think, you know, and I, and I have to thank the podcast for helping me formulate my, I, I, uh, ideologue around this because I, because this is, to me, this is pretty cut and dry. It, um in uh, as a general rule i am for free speech and deregulation um and so i you know i i very few circumstances where i think free speech should be limited and very and i think getting removing regulation is generally a good thing um however except for minors and like that's the one place where i do think that it is it is needed and is necessary and so um that's where that's where books should be banned and that's where uh there should be regulations and protections and that's where things uh they should be looked after right because you're uh, minors are like if we look at minorities right any minority it's basically this group that needs uh needs um uh, need to be looked after or is weak or vulnerable, right? Minorities is like the de facto uh, definition of that, right? And so that's the, this is a group that like probably more than I think any other minority group needs to be looked after and needs to be uh, watched after, right? They're, they do not, oftentimes they do not have their, um, they can't be their own advocates in many ways, in many times, in many places, either through underdeveloped brains or, or just through, um, just because they're weak and young. Um, and so, yeah, I'm, so yeah, I actually think it was, I, th I thought it was interesting, you know, there was a conservative group that was pushing this and, you know, the, which is pretty much falls in line with, you know, conservatives are usually trying to deregulate, but, um, but yeah, with minors, no, I'm, I'm so I, I'm like, I'm totally fine with them, um, keeping those laws and not repealing them, right. Keeping them in place. Um, you know, and it's, but it's hard to say, right. It's like, the, the the article did say something about, you know, sometimes it's better to have them out working than them sitting on a phone all day. Right. And you're like, yeah, I agree. It's not, it's not like, Hey, you guys can't do anything. Just sit on this computer down in the basement all day and rot your brains out. Right. It's like, what is best for the child? Right. And so I haven't looked at the studies enough or is the, if this is problem, I, I, you know, I doubt it's being pushed because of that. I'm sure it's being pushed because of labor shortages. And so um, so I don't see any reason to, and and everything they had in there seemed reasonable, right? It's like 30 hours, uh, when they're going to school, that's still a lot of hours. Yeah. Um, so like, that's, that, you know, uh, that's, that might even be too much as it is, right? That's a lot, 30 hours in a week. And I mean, you, maybe you're, they're working all, all day Saturday or something like that, but, um, uh, that's, that's, that's a lot of hours. So, uh, so yeah, I'm, I'm totally fine. Like I, I'm not like, I, I would be fine if it did not get repealed and it just stayed as it was. Right. So you, you're not a fan of this. Um, just cause strangely, it's minorities. Yeah, right. Um, I, I think we're probably in agreement, but let's play with this a little bit. Um, as I want to do, because this is, you know, uh, this is how I approach things. Uh, so my first, my first question for you, um, I have a 14 year old, uh -huh. you have, more kids than I do and spread out over more ages. So you've yeah. got some older kids, but you've got a number who are right in this range. Do you have any 16, yeah. 17 year olds right now? I got a 17 year old, yeah. 17 year old. Um, if she came to you and said, uh, you know, dad, I, I really want to work this job. That's 35 hours a week and I'm still in school. How would you respond? Mm, well, if it was like, um, I want to work at, uh, Dippy Doo's drive-in, um, I don't, you know, I feel like, I don't know. <laughs> uh, but yeah, if there was, um, if I saw an opportunity there, uh, so here, here's the thing, my, my daughter who is a 17 year old works a job after school every day and she works for three hours from three to six. And she's actually, it's at a chiropractic office and it's, they're actually teaching her a lot of stuff. And she's, and it's actually been um, sort of helping her find a path. And so she's actually thinking she wants to become um, 
like an an, uh, an uh, assistant nurse, NA, NA, AN, something like that. And then a, a nurse a, assistant, nurse assistant. Yeah. Um, and then, and then kind of going to some, she's talking about some career path of like going into that, getting some, some, um, certifications in that and then, and possibly pursuing that. And so, uh, that's great. I think that's good. And, right. um, and on the other hand, she is, uh, she is like chronically absent from school. And so like, uh, but is that tied to work? No, I don't think it is. No. Okay. And I mean, she's doing 15 hours a week, right? Three, uh, three hours. Right. A right. Day, she's not being overworked. Yes. I do not think it's hours, that. Yeah. She's, she's just bored with school and looking for things to do. And, and, and when I, my point of that is that like, she's not getting a lot of school out of school right now. She's bored and, and, and she's probably just not into it. And I, you know, we've had talks about it, but she's not into it. Right. And you're just right. like, maybe you should be working more. Right. And maybe that's the, cause it's like, I don't think she's going to go to college. Right. I don't think, I don't think she cares about her grades. I don't think uh, any of this is matters to her. And so you're, I'm just like, all right, you know, it is what it is. So yeah, maybe that's the best thing to do. Maybe you should, should work more and, and go to school less. Um, but I'm assuming you want her to get a high school diploma. Like, is yeah. that just a that like baseline? She's got to get a high school diploma. Yeah. I mean, here's the thing. The bar is so low for a high school diploma. <laughs> I would be shocked if she didn't get it. Right. You know what I mean? It's I'm not like, going to disagree with you. No. Um, like, even if she dropped out, she could just get a GED. Right. Like if she if she completely, and you would it, care like the difference for you between a GED and a diploma. Well, I would say is the difference between anyone else like First off, does anyone care? And even if if she thought anyone did, she could just put diploma and not like anyone's going to be like, wait a second, we did some research here, <laughs> and uh, you know, does like it, like there's college degrees like lying about a college degree, but a high school diploma, does anyone care? I'm like, no. So yeah. I just yeah. Okay, just, so at at some level, you you still want her to get. Base level education, and in the U.S. today, a base level education is a high school diploma, right? Like that's just that's base level. Yeah, um, yeah for sure. And and if work was interfering with that, you would have issue with that. But you don't have a problem with her working because it's actually been beneficial for her. So you're kind of like, despite what you said earlier, or maybe kind of in connection with what you said. I don't want to say despite. In connection with what you said earlier, you're not generally in favor of kids working lots and lots of hours, particularly dangerous jobs, things like that. But in your daughter's case, you're in favor of her working just, and she's not, she's not doing 30 hours a week, right? right. She's doing 15. 15. That's mm -hmm. very reasonable. And it's actually beneficial. Yes, exactly. Um, but you did say like, you could maybe see a scenario where you would be okay with more than 30 or. No. Well, I just like, you know, you've got the, your kids that, um, you have you seen Interstellar? And he's like, yeah, but a long time ago. But yeah, yeah, he's got the one daughter who's like, okay, you're gonna you're gonna be an engineer, and I want you to learn physics and everything. And he's the the other son. He's like, yeah, you're gonna be a great farmer, right? <laughs> and you're just like, this is how it's gonna be, right? And that's if that that's if that's if I had a child, and you're like, that's but that was, but you know, because I mean, I got I got someone else. Well. <laughs> yeah, I'm gonna get myself in trouble. But uh <laughs> my other daughter, I'm like pretty much I'm like, you're probably your best avenue is just get married to somebody and uh find some nice guy and get married, right? That's probably your best option, right? She's just not incredibly academically inclined and uh and and she's okay with that, right? And she knows like, it, she's aware. Oh yeah, she's a no and she's the first to admit it. She's like, I college is not she's struggled in college and it's just probably not a big it's probably not going to go anymore. And, uh, and, and I'm like, yep. And that's okay. I'm like, get married, have a bunch of kids. Um, from, rich from a college professor, if she is not academically inclined, please don't send her to college. <laughs> right. Well, she we did. don't want them. And yeah. she, she failed art class. And it was like, I was like, what? Like basic art, like art one-on-one type. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't know what happened there, but I was like, okay. Anyway, so it didn't work okay. out well. All right. So so I, I did want to make it kind of personal. Um, my son, 14, uh, has never had a job. 
um, we've been talking about it, you know, at, at 14, he's eligible to work now in the state of Florida. So he could work. We actually, I've been going to the same grocery store for years since he was itty bitty baby, basically. And I know the manager just because I've seen him a million times and he got to know my son a little bit. And I think it was like a year ago, I was in the store. The manager asked, Hey, you know, where's your son? I haven't seen him in a while. And I said, Oh, you know, he's big. He doesn't want to come to the store with him. He can't sit in the cart anymore. Um, and he said, Hey, when he turns 14, let him know I've got a job for him. So, you know, just be bagging groceries or whatever. Mm -hmm. But uh, we know that that's a possibility. Now, our thinking process on this has been if he's in summer camps, so dance camps, robotics camps, things that could potentially turn into careers for him, we're perfectly fine with him doing that instead of working. Um, and it's not like he doesn't do work around the house or other things that he does. But uh, we haven't pushed him getting a job just because he's been busy with other things that we think are intellectually enriching, beneficial for him, et cetera, mm -hmm. uh, if he were to stop that. So if he were to say, like, eh, I don't want to do a dance camp because his summer intensives for dance are six weeks, five weeks, four weeks. They're pretty long. They're very intensive. And we'll give him a week off before and after. That ends up covering two-thirds of his summer, and then mm. we usually take a family vacation. So he ends up not having a lot of free time. Um, I sound like I'm trying to justify it, but at, at the end of the day, yeah. <laughs> I am. Um, we have talked about if he doesn't do a summer you know, dance camp or something like that, do we get him a job? So, so flipping that around a little bit, um, with your kids, what do, they, what do they do during the summer? Do they work? Oh, well, the older ones do. Yeah, for sure. I mean, all of our kids have from 15 to 16, they, they've had jobs. And even uh, my 14-year-old got a job um, so, uh, refing. Oh, really? And, uh, and he loved that because it was good yeah. money for the amount of time that he put in. It's like 25 bucks a game or something like that. And the That's games are less that. than an hour. So he's like, you do a few, few games, make 100 bucks. And, you know, for a 14-year-old, that's that's great. Uh, 13-year-old, whatever he is. Um, no, yeah. And, I, and it's – here's the thing. Jobs are life. That's real life to me, right? Mm -hmm. And it's like the more exposure you can get to real life is great. It's it's weird people. It's strange encounters. It's dealing with adults. All good stuff, right? It's getting money. It's what do you do with your money? Learning to manage your money. That's that's really good stuff. Like that's that's all like real life stuff. And so like it's, um, and like we were talking before, right? Like he's he's invested into a three D printer, and then now he upgraded to a new three D printer, and now he's trying to get a third one, um, and uh, and he's been he does these prints, and he'll he sells his prints, and so he's been making money off of that. It's great, great. Just do that. Sure. So, um, I I encourage all that stuff, right? And right. so, yeah, yeah, but not at the expense of college or high school, right? Or school in general. Um, now let's take your fourteen-year-old. Let's say a year from now, he has a friend who says, "Hey, you can make really good money roofing." Would I care? Yeah. If he did roofing, oh, mm -hmm. no, I don't think so. Yeah, you'd be okay with that, despite the no. fact that it's a dangerous occupation and people die every year doing it. All right, so I'll tell you this: this is, um, yeah, this is the last person. I'm like, I'm a free range parent, right? It's yeah. like, if they're gonna die, they're gonna die, right? That's the way I would put it. <laughs> like, I went climbing with my kids. I took them climbing, and we we're Moab and. Um, we were on the called I think it's called Wall Street, and there's this big wall that runs along this river. Anyway, and we were doing a, a route on there, and um, anyway, like they, there was I did a couple things that were weird. I had Harper doing some stuff that would like she hadn't done before, and mm -hmm. she, you know, and so I'm talking her through it, and I felt okay about it, right? And but uh, anyway, the, the people next to us like talked with us afterwards, and they're like, "Hey, we were uncomfortable," and she was cleaning a line off the top and she'd never done it before. And so I'm like telling her how to do it. And, uh, she's, um, anyway, and they like talked to her and I was like, you know what? Like, this is the best teacher in the world, like high adrenaline, 
high stakes. Right. And I'm like, I'm there, I'm talking her through it. Right. And you're just like, it's like, we do, we protect children so much. I think we overprotect them and over, and it's not like, and I'm, and I'm more talking mentally than physically, but, Mm -hmm. but physically as well. Like if you've been, I mean, you go to a ski resort, like it is like a 99 percentile of helmet wearing, right? Mm -hmm. Great. I think, like, I think, like, I do think you can be too safe. And like that, I think we, have, well, we are too safe with our children. We're, Way too safe. Were you saying on the, on the scheme, like you're not in favor of helmets or you're, you are in favor of, helmets? I don't wear a helmet and I have, my kids don't wear helmets, but really, yeah. Uh, so. You remember when we were teaching Mark Woolley how to snowboard or when yeah. I was teaching the two of you how to snowboard and what yes. happened that very first day? Yeah, I think he hit his head with his board. Yeah, he right? got concussed. He was out yeah. cold. Um, it was bad. So we we certainly do, but you know, that's just me being like one, they're warm. So I actually like that they're pretty warm. But two, I've fallen enough that I don't I have zero interest in pounding my head. Uh this last time we were out there, Torrin had his very first fall of the season in the parking lot, walking to the resort or <laughs> to the, the the run. He just hit an ice patch in his ski boots and he went down. And hit his head, but he had his mm-hmm. helmet on, right? So mm-hmm. I was like, there we go. Helmet just paid for itself. <laughs> um, interesting. Okay. Um, okay. So different direction. And then we'll we'll move on to the other topic because we're probably belaboring this way too much. But now let me just throw one other scenario. Well, I'm saying, because, so oh. I, I saw this video of these, you know, there's there was this video they did. It was like on NBC or something on the news or something. They talked about this. There was like this Peruvian family or this in this how they went these kids went to school and they crossed this ravine and the way they crossed it was through a zip line mm-hmm. and they had two zip lines one went down and then the other so they crisscrossed right so they walk up to this one to go down and they go up to this one to go to go down the other way and um and they yeah they had like some little pulley system really simple and they had like a stick for the brake and the girl it was like she was like 8 years old and she would cross this to go to school every day but it, but it was even worse because she had a little like a little 5 year old she put in this little pouch on her chest as she traveled across this thing and you're like kids actually can handle responsibility like they're actually like i think it it's good for them and we and it's actually an issue I have with education is that we are so they are so passive learners right now. Like mm-hmm. it's we are doing everything for them and trying to hand it. We're just they sit there in a chair and someone lectures at them and they they can completely tune out if they want. And that's why like absenteeism rates are like skyrocketing in in uh, it's like 25 percent in the state of Utah is like chronically absent. And uh, it's it's ridiculous. And like and scores nationally are going down. Right. And just kids are just not engaged, don't care. And it's because we're not putting anything on them. Like it's like, why should they care? Like the only reason you'd hear is parental pressure. Right. Mm -hmm. Family pressure. And maybe their um, uh, self-achievement. Right. Some sort sort of like self-drive to achieve. And like if they don't have that self-drive to achieve, I've got one kid who's totally going nuts and like wants to do that other ones don't care right and and like you talk to them you talk to them in their, their grades blah, blah blah but if they don't care they don't care and it's just like and 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 there's no reason to care like right yeah. now so and, and i think there's i think it's a huge issue and i think we're just mm-hmm. we don't give kids anything at all we don't give them any responsibility interesting <clears throat> um I'm going to skip what I was going to bring up as another question. We'll come, maybe we'll come back to it, but uh, I think we may be coming around to one of those points where we agree, but we're arriving at it in different directions. Mm. So um, Torin, my son uh, does robotics, right? So these are uh, robotics competitions. They build a robot, they go and do a whole bunch of competitions and uh, there's different every year. Next and one. And yeah, he's in Vex. So it's the Vex league. Um, through his school uh we were talking uh myself and some of the parents some of the other parents he had a competition last weekend he's got another one this weekend uh that 
kind of what you were saying. It's hard to motivate these kids to, to work on it. Now they do enjoy it. So obviously they're doing it. We're not there supervising all the time. We can't, we're not supposed to do that. They have to come up with their own ideas. They have to design and build it themselves. But we were kind of talking about how do we motivate these kids? And I said, you know, at the end of the day, if our kids don't win this competition, they go home to nice houses, plenty of food, computers, games, and a good school. Mm -hmm. There are no real consequences, Mm -hmm. right? Now, compare that to the kid from rural China who, if he doesn't or she doesn't uh, succeed in this competition and just like destroy the competition, they go back to abject poverty. Who has more motivation? Who, who, Who really needs to win at this and every year it's the teams from china and singapore that destroy all the other teams around the Dominating. world in the vaccine oh, yeah. just absolutely destroy them and those kids are probably not coming from abject poverty in rural china they're probably coming from you know highly developed shanghai beijing whatever but they're being pushed really hard and they know that this is a way into the middle class, into, you know, they're probably being told that from day one. Well, what are the consequences for our kids? That's what I talk about parental pressure, right? Yeah. That's, that's the big, that that, if that's present, that's a huge thing. Right. Mm -hmm. And most parents don't care. Right. I mean, they want their kids to do well, but what if their kid's struggling and he's crying and they're crying every night? Da da da. Kid parents are going to capitulate and be like, okay, just whatever, whatever makes you happy. A hundred percent. Uh, we yeah, because because oh. it, it, it doesn't matter because because uh, of what I said, that they're going to be fine. W- well, what's the bearing? Right. What does that mean? Yeah. They're not going to get a scholarship. They probably weren't going to get one anyway. Right. And it's just like, it, you know, if it's it doesn't it doesn't matter. <laughs> I mean, what I'm saying is there's no consequence. Mm-hmm. And that's what you're saying. Yeah, right. There's no consequence because mm-hmm. what's the consequence of failure? If my son doesn't win this robotics competition. What's the consequence? Right. It's the same with, with dance. He's still going to go home and probably get some ice cream on the way and <laughs> and celebrate and then go home and play some video games. Well, right? we're not going to celebrate if he loses. That won't happen in this household. Oh, um, okay. yeah. So uh, there's no like you competed, you get a participation trophy. Um, I, I'm actually pretty brutal with um, him and his friends on this robotics team. Their very first kind of practice run was just an utter disaster i mean it's just <laughs> terrible so i went up afterwards and i was like hey what what happened uh and they said oh you know there was this that and the other and i was like you know you can come up with all the excuses you want but at the end of the day that was a disaster like this was really really bad you all need to fix this and they're like yeah we know we'll, we're gonna work on some things but so i, I, I here's I the thing right if you yeah. if you come down too hard on them right if you yelled at them mm-hmm. or got really after them you would have been villainized yeah. Right. Because there are coaches yeah. that do this. And then someone pulls out a phone and films them and then they get in trouble. Yeah. Right. You're like, yeah. you guys could do better than that. You're only giving me 90 percent. Blah, 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 blah. <laughs> you're you're failures. Blah, blah, blah. Right. And then some mom's like, yeah. you can't talk to my son like that. It's... You're not wrong, Tom. You're not wrong. I, I think there is a. A balance. I don't think we need to be, you know, I don't think we need to brutalize them and just insult them, just insult them. But I, I don't have a problem telling people the truth. They, they did not do what they were supposed to do. They could have done so much better. And I'm going to tell them that. I don't have a problem with that. Yeah, uh, I was going to, yeah. And I guess the point I keep bringing up is even if you did, it doesn't matter. <laughs> you know what I mean? It doesn't. And that's the problem is like, that family pressure we were just talking about comes from real life consequences, right? Yeah. Like, like we were saying, it's like in, in Japan, Japan's very similar, right? You, you're, there's a certain age point, you take certain tests and depending on how you perform on those tests is whether you'll become a professional or whether you'll go into blue collar or white collar, right? It's, it's yep. kind of, you get sorted. And that is a huge thing, right? A lot in, of stress. In their culture, a lot of stress and kids will spend months and months studying for this stuff and trying to get good grades on that because- there's actual consequences. Yeah. And, uh, and I think it's, I mean, in some ways it's good. There's not consequences, right? It's like anyone could be anything in the United States, but at the same time, there's also like, uh, yeah, you'll get some job doing some stupid thing and, um, hopefully, you know, you, and, and hopefully like it. Um, 
Well, I mean, <laughs> we, we do have a whole second topic that we should probably get to, but uh, on your point of like anyone can do anything, I was literally having a conversation, was it last, it had to have been, la yeah, last week, it, it, it was very brief, but um, yeah, last Friday, I was talking to some of the chemists at my university. Uh, I was talking to one about something in particular, and then I happened to kind of walk out of her office and I was talking to another one across the hall who I happened to know. And he said, you know, we, we really need to do something about students at UT uh, who can't seem to get it through their heads that they're never going to succeed in chemistry. He said, we have students now who are retaking organic chemistry. That's usually the big, you know, killer for students going in certain career paths, include, including medical school. If you can't pass mm. organic chemistry, you're not going to get into med school. He said, we've got students taking it three, four, and five times. Wow. In because college. They've just got their heart set on this certain career path. Yes. Yeah. And we don't have a policy at my university that says, you know, if you fail this course three times, you're a fucking idiot. You're done. You're out. Right. Um, there, I, I, would you say that the whole, well, my, my thought is in the last couple of decades, we've created incredible pressure for people to attend college. And, and we've had conversations about this before, but, uh, and whether they're prepared and whether they really should, um, our mm -hmm. other, our other, you know, it's another, right. it's another question. And that's, um, do you think that that's part of this driving it? Like, I need to do this. I need to do that. And you're like, no, actually you should probably just be like, um, uh, you know, a plumber and you'll yeah. like it and it'll be great. And yeah. you'll make plenty of money. And yeah. I, 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 again, I don't think you're wrong. I, I think, um, there I is pressure. It, yeah. I don't know if you think that that's what's driving it or if it's just people like family that's like told them they need to do this or something. Yeah. I, I can give at least one specific case. Uh, I had a student in one of my classes, this is like seven or eight years ago now, who it was an introduction to sociology. As my wife likes to say, you have to try really hard to fail that class. This is the easiest class that I teach. It is not a hard class. And this, I think the student was getting a C and it came up one day that he wanted to go to med school. And I'm like, you're never going to get into med mm -hmm. school with C's. That's never mm -hmm. going to happen. I was like, why do you want to go to med school? He's like, oh, I want to make a lot of money. Right. Yes. So it was all about the money. And he had and no idea like, what, a, the, what the yeah. what the profession even entailed. He's just, I heard yeah. that this makes a lot of money. That's <laughs> like, yeah. one, that's a terrible motivation. Uh, if you want to go to med school, you should have a better motivation. You want to help people. You like fixing people. You, you know, anything would have been better than I just want to make a lot of money. If you want to make a lot of money, go into finance, right? Go into, go into something else where it's just, just about the money. Like literally finance is about making money. That that's what finance is. Yeah. No, I was at, <laughs> um, I was at this, like I was, when I was a young kid and I'm like 19 or 20 or something like that. And I met this like bonfire and there was three girls and three boys and we were like hanging out and they were all like, so what are you doing? Da, da, da. I didn't know them too well. And they were like, um, oh yeah, I'm pre-med. I'm pre-med too. I'm pre-med. I'm pre-med. I'm pre-med. And they all look at me. I'm like, not pre-med. <laughs> like, you know, and you, like it was that moment that I was like, you have no, you guys have no idea. You're just doing pre-med to do pre-med, right? You're right. just all going to be doctors because that sounds cool. And you have no idea. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, yeah. this is a thing. I didn't sure. like realize at that moment. Yeah. Um, but cool. I, at, at, at some level, universities still have a winnowing function. So those students who can't pass OCHEM, I don't care if you take it five, six, or seven times, you're still not going to go to med school. We're not going to go. Uh, we have standards. Because, well, because if you failed it a few times, those grades are going to be on oh, the yeah. record. Right? So we have um, at my university, you have a, a we have a policy of grade forgiveness three times, hmm. which I think is probably too many as it is, but you can retake up to three courses. Um, so let's say you get an F in a course, you can retake it, you get a C, the C replaces it entirely. So people yeah. wouldn't even see. So the C's gone. Um, and well, the F it would be gone. Oh. The F will stay on your transcript. So it actually stays on there, but the C is what gets factored into your GPA. Yeah. 
But if okay. you've got a C and then you got an, a Drake token got an A, the, the C is gone. Yes. Right. Exactly. Right. But you can do that yeah. only three times right. after that. So if you, no, if I mean, you took times, OCHEM, that's pretty generous. Yeah. So yeah. if you took OCHEM and failed it three times and then right. the fourth time you get a D, you can take it a fifth time, but the D is staying on. It doesn't matter. You well, cannot do it again. So, that's so a, then there's a D and like all of the others. It's not here, going away. Well, the reason you're allowing it three times is because they just paid three times for that, for that yes. course. And you're like, well, I don't really want to tell you that this isn't going to work out, but I'm hoping you'll eventually get the hint, Yeah, but not too quickly. Uh, I know. Okay, let, let's move on. But I, I think we're probably generally in agreement on this. Uh, I think so. I don't, I don't think we want young people working crazy hours at the expense of getting a basic education. I think that's generally true. And we probably don't want them engaging in risky jobs, but um, kids working, we don't have a problem with that. It helps Regu- increase the responsibility. In, I don't have a problem with regulating it. And, and none of those even seemed that terribly too restrictive. Right. So it's right. just like, yeah. I okay. Didn't seem to matter. All right. Um, We'll see if people have comments, see if people disagree with us. Maybe somebody out there is like, no, I want child labor. I want all kids working, slaves. Um, but we'll see. Uh, second topic. This one is, again, I mean, it happened here, but I, it, it's a more general issue. Um, so at my university, uh, University of Tampa is a private non-sectarian institution. So we have no religious affiliation. The university has never had a religious affiliation. It was actually founded by the Chamber of Commerce in Tampa. Um, Tommy, you know things about Chamber of Commerce? Mm-hmm. Yeah. What is a Chamber of Commerce, just for it's, our listeners who don't know? Well, just so you, the, the main rule you need to know is it's not a government organization. <laughs> it's just uh, like a nonprofit, usually the organization that just uh, just works with businesses to promote business. There you so go. they'll do they'll do lobbying and uh, stuff at the state level, and then but they'll also do like they'll also they'll often sp- sponsor job fairs and things like that nature, just to kind of promote business. Yeah, so it, it's an organization that promotes businesses. So that's how our university was founded. Has never had a religious affiliation. Doesn't have a religious affiliation. Uh, and I I say that as background. Um, we have two commencement ceremonies, so two graduation ceremonies every year. One in December, one in May. Um, the one in May is usually the bigger one. That's when you know more of our students graduate. But some students graduate in after the December uh, semester, and so we do hold a smaller commencement. For the bigger commencement in May, we usually have you know some outside speaker, probably not a huge name. We don't usually bring in big big names for that, but we'll have an outside speaker who gives some sort of talk. For the December commencement, we always have a faculty member, and it's a faculty member who has just won an award. So this is kind of the highest award that faculty members can win. Um, It's complicated. I won't go into all the details. But basically, this December, we have a faculty member give our commencement speech. Mm. I happened to know uh, a little bit about her. I don't know her all that well personally, but uh, this faculty member spends an inordinate amount of time on X, formerly known as Twitter, um, and other social media platforms has a blog where she identifies as a Christian apologist. Okay. okay. This is not what she teaches. We do not have divinity school at our university. We don't have anything related to that. Uh, I'm the closest we have to teaching about religion and its sociology of religion. She's in the college of business. So that's like her actual area is business related stuff. But on the side, she's a Christian apologist. And she, I mean, she spends lots of time on this. She's made lots of videos. She's on YouTube. She's on uh, like all the platforms pushing Christian apologetics all the time. Okay. Um, She wins the award. She's the commencement speaker. She gets up during a commencement talk, right? She's got 10 minutes or something in front of thousand students from around the world, from all across the country. We have students from all 50 states and over 100 countries around the world, many from the Middle East. We have lots of Jewish students, Muslim students. Knowing the numbers today, a lot of them are not religious. Uh, we have Hindu students, Buddhist students, you know, you name it. We've got a very diverse population, and all of their parents and relatives are here to celebrate their graduation. And she proceeds to get up and give a talk um, in which she basically 
Uh, yeah, she basically encourages all of them to thank God on a daily basis, uh, to make God a central component of their life. She didn't ever say Jesus, but she said God an awful lot in a commencement <laughs> address. Okay. Um, yeah. Uh, at least, you know, at least half a dozen references to God in very explicit ways of like, God should be the focus of your life. She went on some kind of rants about non-religious people as well. So she was kind of actually critical of non-religious people. Um, yeah. Uh, anyway, I'm going to leave it there. Okay. There, we could get into details if you really want the details, but I'm going to leave it there. And I'm just going to kind of ask broadly your take on that as a commencement address. Again, at a non-sectarian, so we have no religious affiliation, we are a secular institution. What's your take, Tom? Man, well, I, I don't know. That's This one's easy to me. It's like, because um, it basically goes back to what I said before. I'm a huge proponent of free speech and uh, it's, these are grown adults. You're at a college. Uh, it's, it's you say whatever the crap you want to say right if it was like that's the thing right it's like is was it offensive did it make people uncomfortable that could be said about anyone presenting any idea right and and i would i would even say ideas that are worth pursuing are usually uncomfortable and offensive right and and that they're gonna that are gonna provoke or change you right that's and i think that's i mean to me that's the idea of what college you should be challenged at college right Mm -hmm. you should be challenged and so like yeah here's the thing she's the minority now right the majority are the atheists it's like um in in the setting setting that you're saying Uh, maybe maybe a hundred percent and <laughs> that um challenge those ideas right it's like it's uh i mean there's a lot of statistics that would point to uh you know the abandoning of god and 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 us mm-hmm. becoming more atheistic that's causing some problems in society mm-hmm. and, uh, and a lack of meaning and and happiness and so there's nothing wrong with with challenging that idea, right? And and or saying, hey, you should get God in your life. And the thing is, is like she didn't even say who God was. It's like you could you could because like um, Jordan Peterson gives a great thing. He talks about what is your values, your 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 structure of value, and then what's the hierarchy and whatever's at the top, that's God, you know. And he's saying that's God, whatever that is for you. And I was like, that's a great explanation of God, right? And he's just like, whatever your values are, right at the very top, that's God. And because it, it's ideals, that's what it is, right? It's ideals. And like, uh, and we and we talk about that, right? We pursue the ideal. And that, uh, so like, yeah, it's like, it, it, you know, it's like she could have softened the blow by maybe stating something like that, right? Whatever your God is, blah, 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 pursue it. And but I don't. But I don't see any even reason to do that, right? It's it's like this is the world. Because like, here's the thing: if someone came up and said something about you know LGBTQT, blah 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 blah, and this is the way I'm gay, and this is the way it is, and blah blah blah, and there are plenty of people would have cheered him, but and also lots of people wouldn't have agreed with that mm-hmm. or or prescribed to that, and it's like, but that's okay, right? And sure. yeah, we're all. We're all tolerant. This is what the world, you know, that's the way, that's what should happen. And so when someone's like, this is who I am, this is what I believe in, this is what makes me happy. And I think it'll make you happy too. Go for it. Right. Like, like to me, that's the, like the least controversial thing I could even think of. Okay. Someone, someone saying. Um, so, so let's, again, let's play with this for a second. Yes. Um, I'm I'm going to start out by saying I actually agree with you on the free speech grounds. Okay, mm-hmm. from a free speech standpoint, yep, she can say that. That's perfectly fine. Let her say whatever she wants to say. I'm not going to restrict her speech. Whether I think it's appropriate or not is a different question, right? So you sure. can. There are times when you can say things, but the context matters. Okay, sure. For sure. so so how I want to kind of push this a little bit. What if the person who was giving the commencement speech 
was a Satanist Mm -hmm. and got up and said, Satan has actually helped me quite a bit in my life. Um, I think all of you should say hell Satan on a daily basis, praise Satan, and so on. Would you be just as keen and supportive of the Satanist as you are of the Christian? Well, I mean, so we kind of covered a lot of some of this material already because it's like when we because I think it was last time we were talking about the um, the Palestinian protests. Right. And and basically anti-Israel protests that were going on and saying some stuff that I think was wildly inappropriate. But I the, the crux of that issue that we were talking about was. I they should be allowed to to give free speech. They should be allowed to say whatever they want. What I was bemoaning was the double standard on these campuses that are like you'll you know expel someone for misgendering, but then you can actually call for genocide and it's okay. You're right. like that's wildly wildly uh, inappropriate. And and as you know, you know she was uh, Harvard uh, president was since um, fired um, for other reasons, but. Yeah, I don't yes. even know because right? they did. They were calling out the plagiarism, but I don't think they cited that as the reason she left. Yeah. Um, but um, regardless, uh, that so it's like, yeah, I'm a huge. It's like say whatever you want to say. It's just like you said. I'm expecting to go to college and have my ideas challenged, and they should be challenged. And I mean, in in order, the, Jordan Peterson quoting, in order to think. I must risk offending you. And, uh, and so that is um, your thoughts to, in order to think and be, come up with new ideas and thoughts and concept, you got to risk offending everyone around you. And that's like, yeah, you want to say something crazy about, you know, Satanism or something like that. There was, um, uh, there was, a, uh, there was some, you'll probably know this better than I am, was that they put some um, statue of a Satan mm-hmm. um, in a, some kind of, some sort of government building, right? And uh, it was sort of like a, yeah. it was their way of, because I think there was a statue of the Ten Commandments or something like that. And they were like, well, well there have been a we've bunch got of this, these, so you're gonna, yeah. you have to do this, right? Uh-huh. You have to put this yeah. in here. We need to represent everything. And then there was some follow-up where some guy, I guess, knocked the head off of it. So this was um, a monument. This just ha- just happened in December. It was a mm-hmm. monument in the Iowa State Capitol Iowa, celebrating yeah. Christmas. Mm-hmm. And any religious group, because they're allowing Christians to set up a crash, right? So they're allowing Christians to set up a manger scene. That means they have to open up the space to all religions. And members of the Satanic Temple in Iowa put together a, a display representing the Satanic values. And it had... Um, a statue that had a goat head on it. It was actually a really beautiful goat head. If you've seen it, I don't know if you oh, saw yeah. the picture, but it was For actually sure. really, really pretty and beautifully <laughs> <Shut> done. <up. laughs> uh, no, I mean, honestly, like it's, it's well, like the... glass embossed and really, like, it's really yeah. beautiful. Um, but yeah, then there <laughs> okay. was a, there was a pastor who tweeted about it. right? Uh, X'd about it. I don't know what you call it now. So we're, we're still going to say tweeted uh, saying that this was super offensive. You're not allowed to do this. And then he eventually did go in. And took a baseball bat to it and broke the head. Yes. They left the monument up for a few days after that because they had, they had specific windows. But he he destroyed it, right? Yes. And he was proud of it and was basically saying like, hey, I'm standing up for Christianity and stuff like that. And I think that was all totally inappropriate. Like, like that is Wait, not – Which part was inappropriate? Knocking the head off. And, okay. Uh, he it's could, it's actually illegal. It. It's not inappropriate. It's illegal. Oh, sure. Yes, yeah. exactly. He, 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 should, he should face – legal consequences for what he did and you know do were the satanists mainly putting that up there to stick it to a bunch of christians yeah probably Mm -hmm. um and were they successful yes 100 percent. and (laughs) and that's um and they're just more trying to prove a point and whatever 100 percent uh but like that's free speech that's what free speech is right and it's like you can't be there was someone that was – oh, it was someone who was calling for um, – in the UK, they were saying that we shouldn't – if someone was basically calling for the destruction of Israel, that in, and if they were an immigrant, they should have their, their passport – you know, their visa denied mm-hmm. and they should be ex um, you know sent Kicked out. out. Yeah. And I'm like, no, that's not what we're – you know, that like – 
oh, they're, you know, it's anyone saying anything I don't like, well, they should shut them down. You're like, like, do you guys realize how badly that goes? How quick, right? But this is like founding fathers and just like, like this is, this should be fundamental. Everyone should fundamentally know this concept, right? That you're like, mm-hmm. we should be allowed to say anything. And you're just like, just because you don't like it doesn't mean we should re- re- ban or restrict it or it makes you uncomfortable or whatever, right? It's like, no, it, we need to be able to say lots of stupid stuff. And uh, and that's totally fine. So, yeah, I don't know. It's It just so totally you would be you would be supportive of the inverse of this, right? Not a Christian apologist, but a member of the Satanic Temple or something, no, getting yeah. up and saying "Hell, Satan." You're like free speech. Here's, here's the thing: I intentionally seek out videos that are contrary to the point of view that you know to my echo chamber mm-hmm. to hear the other point of view. I'll listen to Rachel Maddow, and I'll listen to um, what's that girl Joy Reid? I think uh, I on know. she's the uh, black woman. She's got like blonde hair though, and uh, She's very I provocative. I don't and, listen to any political news whatsoever. And you know, and you're just like, oh my gosh, you're an idiot. And like, um, but I want to hear it, right? And you're like, so like, I'm, yeah, I'll intentionally stick my head into the the fire hose, right? To be like, okay, I gotta, I just, I don't want to ever get in that trap where you're like, oh, this is my tribe, and everyone else is stupid or uninformed or evil, and like anyone who doesn't agree with me, right? It's just like so, such a trap, such a trap. And like, that's, that's part of the reason for this podcast, right? It's like, sure. yeah, you're the other point of view, talk through it. And like, we, we've got to do that more often. And we're so bad about it. We're so polarized. That's like, oh my gosh, someone's saying something that I don't agree with. Ah, turn it off. <laughs> shut it down. Da, 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 right. And you're like, you gotta, you have to, right. Would I love it? No, of course not. Would I be like, oh my gosh, that's the dumbest point. Right. I'll be like, that's so stupid. Would I, the question is, would I boo? That would be the question, right? <laughs> would I boo? I don't know. I don't know. That's interesting. That's a good, that's a good question. Yeah. Um. So for me, I, like I said, fundamentally, we agree on the free speech thing. I just, I wonder in, in her mind, did she not factor in the context? Okay. And and maybe you're right that at some level, she's like, you know what? I don't care. Uh, mm-hmm. This is what works for me. And I'm just going to tell everybody and so be it. But we, I, do you change what you say, given the context? Right. Like, so yeah, that would be the final point I'd say is like, does, is that an effective way to change hearts and minds? Right. I don't think so, but there's certainly a type of Christianity that feels like you go in no matter what, no matter how unwelcome you are, right. You stick your head in there. And I I don't, that's hard. Right. I, I get it. And I, but at the same time, I'm like, I don't know if you're doing more damage than good. And, and, but sometimes you like, sometimes you do though. Sometimes it's exactly what someone needed to hear. Right. Like that, that's, that's what I've heard. And that's what I've, I've seen from time to time. And like, I don't know, that's a hard one. Yeah. Um, I, real quick. And then we can wrap up here. Uh, I did have a conversation with, I mean, with a number of faculty after this happened and one in particular, she's like, Oh, I loved it. It was my favorite. Um, my favorite what, commencement address. Different. A different faculty. Yeah, a different faculty. This is not the one who gave it. This is yeah. one, right? And she's like, oh, yeah, I loved it. I loved all the references to Christianity. Because she's like, she's I'm very, Christian. she's very Christian. She's right. very Christian, right? So that would make sense. Yes, it totally makes sense. And she's <laughs> like, I loved it. I thought everything was great. And I said, you know, I'm not challenging her right to say whatever she wants to say, but I'm wondering about the appropriateness of this. And then I asked her the very same question I asked you, which is like, what if it was a Satanist who got up and said that? And she's like, that would be inappropriate. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> right. And you're like, do you not uh, see the hypocrisy standard. here? And yeah. she didn't. She really didn't. She was no, like, see, that would be different because those people are bad. Like, <laughs> right. Yeah. It's like, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Um, that's funny. I, I, I thought it was pretty interesting. So, anyway, um, I'd obviously raised, you know, some hackles at my university. Nothing's going to come of it. Right. Like, uh, Right. I and, think and in, in yeah. You knew that professor 
she's she's going in oh 100 like, she knew what she's getting into and was prepared probably gonna grit her teeth and and wait for yeah. the backlash and, and maybe even relish the backlash right she she might uh and as far as i know there was no backlash um several people were like oh you know you're the president of the faculty senate are we going to do something and i was like no but uh, you know as a as as close to a free speech absolutist as both you and i are right like as close as you can be short of you can't you know call for killing people um i was like yeah was was it inappropriate given the context yes i think that's true but she has the right to say whatever she wants to say there will be no consequences from my end uh right. I mean, just I, I didn't think it was a very will good will she be asked to give another speech <laughs> probably not but, yeah. but she has you know the right to do that yeah. yeah so anyway i just thought it was interesting i hope that you know made for some entertaining uh conversation for our listeners anything you want to add on that tom well, I would say this, you know, everyone is proselyting at all times, right? Uh, anyone who wears a flat, a rainbow flag on their lapel, right? Or anything there, you're proselyting. Eat the coloring in your hair, the haircut you wear, right? It's all proselyting, right? And it, and sometimes it's very provocative. And you, you see these shirts that are like, what was it? I was at my family reunion and someone was wearing a um, $2 gas, something, something. Uh, I wish that we had those days back again or something like that. Vote Trump or something like that. Like, right. Let's go, Brandon. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, right. Let's go, Brandon. That's a perfect example. Right. Just totally provocative. Right. They're totally right. just saying F you on whatever you think. Um, that's, it's proselyting, right? It's proselyting. Mm -hmm. And you're like, it's all about, look, I've got my thing. It's my tribe. And look, there's more of us than you. So it's, we're bigger, you know, in this setting. So it's like, we're more right for some reason. It's, it's a hundred percent. Which is a logical fallacy for our listeners called argumentum ad populum. Um, yes. Argument right. from numbers, right? Yeah. But it's, uh, but I mean, this is all that stuff, right? This is, and both sides do it. And they both like, uh, and that's what rallies are for, right? You do a parade. Everyone's together and we're, look at us. We're this huge movement, right? Yeah. Even though some of us like trucked in from other cities, whatever, right? To try to look like there's more of us there. It's all, it's, that, that's what we do, right? So everyone, everyone's proselyting to the other people, right? And it's um, like, I'm crazy Christian, like crazy Christian. And like, I, but I'm go about it in a very different way and like um there yeah there's certain like i want people to see the results of my life and what i'm doing and like go oh my gosh that's you know and then like and if they ask man yeah we're gonna have a conversation and and i'll and i'll sometimes like provoke right and just be like hey what do you believe in what are you doing da, 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 right but it's usually on a much more personal setting and when i think it's appropriate so yeah Everyone's, everyone, uh, but everyone's doing it. Everyone's doing it. Hmm. But uh, um, I don't know if I entirely agree with that. Uh, how many, how many door-to-door -door atheists have knocked on your door and be like, "Hey, you should be an atheist." Right. Whenever we go out and we're like going <laughs> hiking, you'll yes. like drop something. You'll always drop some little. Pro provocative comment that's like some slam on trump or something like that and well, just I'm certainly like, proselyting on that like i'm not going to challenge that right I'm, but all I'm of politics. that is like this is who i am and this is my sure. position and this is like this is the way the world should be it's very yeah. much a statement right I, I agree i agree just not on religion stuff i mean it, it gets really awkward to try and proselytize because, but you're not like, religious yeah. right exactly so right. how am i going to proselytize like <laughs> right you should be not that i was just thinking about i was just praying <laughs> to my atheist god and it just made me think about right yes yeah um uh, i get it certainly on other things I, and this is why i was like I, I don't think we disagree on this i usually refer to it as everybody has an identity uh i think people need identities people people have a strong sense and I, i'm not trying to argue like identity politics i'm saying everybody kind of has to feel like they are somebody that they have right. a sense of who they are yeah and as a, I don't know, as a, as a sociologist, I, I 
I do a lot of, you know, people watching. I'm really interested in that. And I'm always trying to figure out by people's haircuts, by what they're wearing, by how they're walking, how they're holding themselves, what they're listening to, who they're spending time with. What are they trying to tell me about them? Yes, right. So, well, so it's. I think it's the same thing that you're saying. It's just a different way of framing it. That I, 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 I look at people and go, "Why are you telling me this? What is it you're trying to tell me?" Well, I will. Say, here's the thing. Here's the thought that's I think very interesting. I agree with you. It's like everyone. You wish that everyone would walk the road and find out who they are, and and then put on that thing, right? Then this is what, this is who I am. This is what gives me meaning. This is my identity of who I am. What is interesting and what I see is how many people don't find that through walking some road, but they just pick up an already, um, oh, 100%. like existing oh, here's a identity. prefab identity. Yep. Why don't you put this one on? Right. And it's almost, you know, it's this, um, We've talked about this a lot where you have like these two two big ideologies, right? Left mm-hmm. and right. And it's this big funnel for everybody. And like that in the old days, 50, 60 years ago, it was a there was a big a broad spectrum of ideology and like people could be pro abortion, but we're Christian and this and that, and where it's, we funneled into these big two things. And it's like, Oh, here's, Oh, MAGA. Okay. Here's your hat. Here's your thing. Here's the things. We vote for Trump. We do this thing, right? We got to build the wall. You have to be this. It's like, and it's all like package. Here's your package. And the same could be said of the left. And it's just like, you're on board. Here's your identity. And it's like, and that's what I was saying when I was saying haircuts hair mm-hmm. color, right? Most likely if it's a woman with a short haircut and with a little bit of hair color in it, she's probably a leftist, right? And she might even be gay, but it's like, um, it's, there's a pretty darn good chance she is. And it's like, that's, it's, you're, it's an advertisement, right? It's just like, this is, this is the club I'm in and this is who I'm with. And like, I'm not even, and you're like, I want you to, did you really walk that road to get there? Or did you just pick that one off off the ground on the when the first step that you stepped out of out of when you left your parents' house was that the first rock you picked up right and because that's what it feels like right it's these people that like well I don't know I'm gonna go with this tribe and you're like yeah. uh, that's I think that's it's shallow and sad right and it's like um, but it it's the reality we live in and you, you but yeah you I wish everyone walked a thousand miles and then said, no, this is it, right? This is who I am. This is why I talk about, this is why I advocate for people leaving the country and seeing something different in life, right? Mm-hmm. Wow. When I was over here in Japan, people did some real, they crap on the floor in a hole in the ground and they still uh, have better electronics than us, right? You're like, how is this even possible? So uncivilized, <laughs> yet so civilized at the same well. time. Do do recognize they also have amazing bidets now. So yes, the the, yeah. the world's best bidets are in Japan. They are. And it's like, oh my gosh, people do things differently and it's okay. Right. And yep. and we they we all live and survive. And so like I just I just it's frustrating to me that to see people just just put on just put something on and be like here, here I am. And, and and it's obviously they're just grabbing. It's just this big cons- all consuming vacuum that's sucking everyone's identities into it. And you're like, okay, that's, that's not good. And it's, uh, it's happening on both sides. And it's frustrating. I want, I want people to really know who they are. I don't think anyone really does to know um, thyself. Yeah. Uh, I, I, and I don't know that I would say that it's just a political issue. I, I think, like I said, I think everybody needs an identity. They have to have a sense of like, I am this. Mm-hmm. I don't think that's the equivalent of meaning. I think it's just an identity. They need to know who they are. It's hard to come up with your own, right? Mm-hmm. I, I think that's. I think that's true. It's. It's hard to come up with your own identity. Um, is anything that's the, not going down river with with the rest of the river is is, is very is hard. Work. Yeah, yes. it's hard. It's work. Yes. Um, and and just to, for fun, right? I, I see. I think you're wearing the North Face shirt. Is that? I am. Yeah. Yeah. Um, which is actually interesting because if I didn't know you and I saw you randomly in an REI, mm. what would that be telling me, Tom, as a North Face wearer? I if don't you're know. an REI, I, right? I do like I do like REI, and I, right. So, but, but I happen to know. 
Did yeah, that well, a that, that usually is a significant, it, it's a signification that you're on the left. Oh, really? Um, right. So, it, which is weird to say. Um, outdoorsy people who to, tend to, to be, you're yeah, right. they, yeah. And it's not exclusive, right? right? If you were wearing camouflage, right. then you would be on the right and right. outdoorsy. Oh, camouflage. You got that at Cabela's or yeah, Shields, see? right? Okay. Yeah. Because yeah, people on the saying. left shop at REI because they're not yeah. shooting things outside, they're hiking. Mm. Mm-hmm. But people on the right, they shop at Cabela's. They're shooting things outside. They're fishing. Mm. Uh, and, and that's obviously not exclusive. Uh, you know, there's always going right. to be people who cross over in, in all sorts of interesting ways. But again, it's it's me reading, like, what are you trying to tell me by what wearing am I, that What shirt? am I broadcasting? Yes. Yeah. Um, and I, I just, I, I do this all the time. But I think people people need identities. I don't know. I've got more ideas on this. Maybe we'll have to have another podcast on it at some point. But. But we did come full circle back to bidets. I'm 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 impressed that we got. <laughs> Is our Lux bidets made in Japan? I don't think so. Sorry, Lux. Uh, we probably shouldn't have said the best bidets in the world were made in Japan. <laughs> <laughs> Oops, our bad. Uh, anyway, anything else you want to add for our podcast tonight, Tom? No, no, I'm good. I thought I thought Lux bidets were made in Japan. Oh, maybe I'm they are. That'd be great. We should look it up because then I could say the best bidets are made in Japan, but I know they're a, a US-based company. Are they? I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure they're a US-based company. At least, you yeah, know, when I've been communicating right. with uh the people at Lux. Oh well. Right, right. All right. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, thanks everyone. Um if you have feedback, thoughts, comments, other topics you wanted us to discuss in the future, uh drop us a comment on YouTube or email us. Um yeah. Thanks for dropping in, and we'll see you soon. Uh, Tom, look, we don't always agree when it comes to politics, um, but if there's one thing that we do agree on, it's that there's only one way to clean up after going to the bathroom, and that's with a Lux bidet. Listen, I've been using bidets forever, all right? And Lux is the best, all right? So, I mean, I've got like the little squatty potty thing and the bidet. It's like a whole experience. It's it's Actually, it's probably one of the highlights of the entire day. But like, it gets me clean and it gets me ready to uh, talk politics in a civilized manner. Yeah, no, I agree with you on that. Um, every time that I use a toilet, it doesn't have a bidet. When I go to a friend's house, you know, I just don't use their toilet, first of all. But uh, that's about as uncivilized as it gets. So uh, civil conversations demand civil hygiene practices. That's why everyone should get a bidet. And just to be clear, right? We, we want to make, make it clear. Listeners can get their own Lux Bidet with 10% off by ordering at LuxBidet.com and using our promo code FCBG10, Finding Common Battlegrounds 10. Uh, and the last thing that we want to say, uh, Lux is supporting this podcast, uh, but they don't side one, they don't support one side or the other. They support civil conversations and clean butts. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Finding Common Battlegrounds. The music is by Ben Sound. The views expressed in this podcast are those of the participants and not those of their employers. For more information or more episodes, you can find us at findingcommonbattlegrounds.com.